All right, pop quiz, hot shot. When was the last time we made a podcast? Oh shit! Uh, are we recording right now? Oh yeah, we're going right to it. Um, let's see. And then I'll do the I'll do the welcome. <laughs> so I know I know we recorded once since I've been in Florida. So I'm going to say May, uh, June 26th. Okay, yeah. Right. And it, close. it was titled "My First Half Marathon and Running a Backyard Ultra." Oh wow! Doesn't that feel like a fucking lifetime ago? Dang, it does, dude. I got, I got to turn this light down. Well, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Push Through. Uh, we're back from June 26th, and <laughs> and we'll probably see you in December. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm stating right now, for the record, that there's going to be a recording every week. There's I'm got- pretty sure you said that last time too, Jay. I will record by myself. There, the people okay. are getting right. an episode every single week from us or right. from this brand. Yeah, no, I like it. I'm down. Because I, it. I need it even just as a social. I, I mean, like just an emotional outlet. Yeah, and it's nice just to get on here and talk about what we're doing, what we got going on. Yeah, even I mean, if it's just you and I listening. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it. I'm sure at this point it is. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, fine. But um, I get we also haven't like sat down and had like a long talk in a while. Yeah, I mean we talk on the phone every now and then, but it's yeah. you know kids screaming in the background and typical dad shit. So you know, I just can't believe. I mean, life is like tops right now. Life is aces, but I I cannot fucking believe how fast time is going. Oh, bro, it's unreal. I mean. I say this all the time when people say, oh, you think time goes fast now? Just wait till you have kids. I've said that probably a hundred times here in this podcast. It is so true because like now and now our kids are at the age where like there's sports going on. There's birthday parties. There's school events. There's shit you got to plan for. And you wake up one day and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's already 2023 is already almost over. And it's funny you say that too, because like, yeah, like I keep looking at my running stats and I'm like, oh, it's early in the year. It's early. I'm like, shit, it's, it's Q4, baby. I know, dude. And I mean, like, I know that we haven't recorded in a while, but if you would have told like June 26th feels like a, a lifetime ago. Yeah. Dude, it's a lifetime ago. And it's I mean, crazy. luckily, you know, there's people in the discord. So there's people that know what's going on there and we chat in there with them. And then people follow us on various social media platforms. So they they kind of have an idea, but like for, for the run of the mill listener that just saw a podcast pop up on Spotify and they're like, oh shit, these dudes are back. They they might not have any idea what, what's going on. So I mean, where do we <laughs> where I, do, no, I don't know? Do we go back to June 26th? Did you run a half marathon? I don't even fucking remember. It was just a by myself, like on the road. But you got it done. Yeah, I did. You got that done. And I've ran a couple okay, since I, then. I do remember that. I do remember the half marathon. Yeah. You did you've done a race with your son since then? Yep. Fourth of July. Yeah. Wow. That's I'm repping it right now, actually. Oh, kid is kid's fast. He is, dude. Um you he's got to, spirit too, man. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's a good dude too. He's got mm-hmm. comes from good stock. 
That's right. I gotta, I gotta. There's an elephant in the room. What? Can you buy a bookshelf, please? What? What, dude? You've been <laughs> I was, living, dude, dude. dude. I said as soon as I turned this fucking video on, <laughs> I knew you're gonna say that. Dude, how? You've been living in Florida for how long? Well, this is temporary. So, like, we're not getting furniture. We're not buying temporary? any temporary. What you moved in in May? This we're gonna be here for probably eight more months. I'm not buying a bookshelf. <laughs> All right, for anybody that's, it's not like you have one or two books either, dude. You have, you have hey, like at least thirty. This. You have thirty books on the floor back there. Probably eighty-five percent of those books came from a free giveaway. What do you mean? And there's some good books, like, dude, here in Florida, people are different, man. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in more ways than one. But no, like, legit, people have been like. Every, I would say every other day on Facebook and like the little neighborhood group we're in, mm-hmm. people are giving away free shit. Like, like stuff you can turn around and sell for a few hundred dollars. So wait, are you exploiting that? Are you selling those books? Cause I mean, let's be honest. You're not much, you're not a big reader. Oh, you like history books? I do like history and no, I'm not a huge reader, but I am trying to read more right now. I'm actually reading, uh, um, it's called, uh, better dads, stronger sons. Yep. And it's, have you heard of it? I've read it. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I'm reading that right now. It's pretty good. Yep. Um, I'm also trying to like step back a little bit on like the endlessly scrolling through reels and stuff. So like, you know, I think my biggest time I'm probably on my phone doing that is is during my poops. So yeah. now I don't even bring my phone into the toilet. I just have that book in there and I read, you know, whatever a half hour will give me <laughs> of reading material. So um yeah, I've been able to to read a little bit more, but you're right. I, I do love history books, but I have some like here's my thing, dude, like with books. I'm I've read enough of the like the business books, the personal development. Like I don't need that. Like I know who I am. I know what I need to do. I know how a business operates. I know how to invest. I know all that stuff. I'm looking for entertainment. Or right. something to learn that I don't know about. And that's why I love history because it entertains me and I'm learning something. Yeah. And then, you know, dad, there's a couple of running books I want to pick up, some like fitness stuff, like stuff like I'm trying to like get into now. There's actually, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like I wanted to read every personal finance book there was. Same. But there's only, and I'm not saying like I'm an expert in personal finance. So I know every, but what I'm saying is like, yeah, you you do want something that's going to blow your hair back. Like the first time I read The Simple Path of Wealth or the first yeah. time I read The Psychology of Money and I was like, Holy I was just shit. underlining and, and I was highlighting stuff. And like, I felt like, yeah, it got to the point where with business books or even real estate, I've read all those all those back there. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, I'm, re- I'm reading right now and I'm only about a quarter of the way through a brand new book um, called Scarcity Brain. And... It's kind of along the lines of living on less, like being happy and content with less and how that's why I don't have a bookshelf, Brad. When you have when you have less, you want less and like (laughs) the the snowball in the opposite direction. So like uh, Dr. Peter Atia, he wrote uh, Outlive, which is another book that I read. And I saw it like I had like one credit in Audible and he like was like, hey, this book just came out. So Anybody that's looking for like a little book like that, the the scarcity uh, scarcity brain, it, it's been good so far. Okay, but yeah, same. Like I'm reading like 
ultra marathon books and dude, I am deep in podcasts. Like I feel like that's really why I've wanted to record so bad. It's because you've been listening to so many. Oh, dude. And I just love long form content and I'll go in and out. Go ahead. I, I need to find some podcasts. All I've been doing on my runs has been music. Dude, I will tell you, and I don't know if these people are pieces of shit, so I'm not endorsing them as people, mm. but Modern Wisdom with Chris Williamson. Never heard of it. You've you've seen his, you've seen him. Okay. He's the, looks like Beckham. He's got the English accent. Mm. He's one okay. of the biggest podcasts in the world right now, but okay. he had Alex Hormozzi on, which you do know Alex Hormozzi. Yeah, I know him. And he's had Alex on a couple of times, but recently, I want to say maybe like a month ago, I think it came out when I was in Oregon and it, he pretty much went through 23 of Alex's most controversial quotes that he's put on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And I have listened to it now. It's three hours long. I shit you not. I've listened to it 10 times. Send it to me. I'll listen to it tomorrow. Every single time I listen to it, I like learn something new and I find myself quoting it or like hmm. it, you know, the typical Alex Hermosi, like he's yeah. very good at one liners. He's very well spoken. He's even very better well read. Like, but I feel like this was the first time, maybe because it's how cool he is with Chris. It didn't seem like he was just trying to make sound bites. Mm-hmm. Like, the soundbite was the quote that Chris was talking about. So like he couldn't like requote himself. So he had to kind of explain what he meant and some of the inner fucking it's bad. Hmm. I'm I'm in deep on that and I'm in deep on campaigns. Like, you know me, I get into man crushes like on on a mega level. And we could talk about some of them because I have no problem admitting them, but you know what I've been watching? What? Nick Bears prep for the two forty five mile or marathon. Huge Nick Bear fan, but in small doses, I feel like. It's so hard when you've been following Nick Bear for a long time, right? Yeah, like I've, I like, I like on and off, but like I remember watching his army videos. Exactly. Do you feel like he changed? I don't know him well enough. Like, I mean, to be honest, like when I say I watched his army videos, like I would, I never subscribed. I just would like click on it because I was like, oh, what's this? But going back, I was like, oh, I remember watching this guy. Um, so I, I can't really answer that. I, I don't yeah. know. Man. Like, and I don't know if he's changed like with getting bigger, maybe just more of his production, but like, I feel like everything with him now, and maybe this is what his brand is, is like a competition or like doing a challenge or, mm-hmm. but I will say I have a lot more respect for him now. And you know how I feel about this. He has a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and all of these influencers. And even if I want to call myself one, you know, how I feel about like, there's, so, a, there's a different level. If you have kids, you get a different level of respect from me. Oh, uh, yeah, well, so let's talk about that for a second. Cause like, it's, it's funny coming from me going from the, cause I did a complete brand change, you know, like I'm not really posting anything on YouTube right now. I'm I see a, people commenting a, like, what's up brother? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm being a bum at home. You know, I'm not, I don't really have much going on right now except just kind of training. Um, but what I've noticed from the finance space switching to the now, I guess, I don't really know what I'm in. The running space, I guess, is probably what I, I guess. I don't know. Call it, call it fitness. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Fitness. Um, one, I'm now a nobody again, which is kind of cool because I can do whatever I want. It's, it's it weird. Is, yeah. It's weird. It is kind of weird. 
Um, kind of cool though. Cause I can do whatever I want. You know, like I have free range. I don't have no, like I'm not stuck in a box and it's, I have noticed to where like, cause like, you know what it's like sometimes like being a, an influencer and I hate that word, but you know what it's like. And you know, the thoughts people have, cause we've talked and we have, we're friends with many of these YouTubers and, and Instagrammers. And I see some of these content that these people make in the fitness and, and more specifically the running space. Cause that's kind of like what I'm in right now. And I get, I get kind of like, uh, like sometimes I get a little cringy cause I know they're fronting a lot of stuff. Like maybe not everything, but like just some stuff you can tell is just fluffed up a little bit. Like, you know, in the finance space, people will fluff numbers. Mm-hmm. I think in the running space, Maybe not numbers because you can't really lie on that. But I mean, you guess you can. But I just mean more of the long lines of like, I truly want to see what their every single day looks like every day. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe it's the kids thing. I don't know. It's just sometimes I'm like, really, dude? Like, some of it's just a little and eh, to me. Well, I mean, th- that is everywhere, though. Oh, 100. Well, that's what I said. In the finance yeah. space, people fluff numbers. It's just a different it's a different it's a, it's a different yeah and I, it's it's just getting used to it again as a as a as a consumer of the content but and then you see the comments and it's just like i don't know but but i will say majority of it though i like this space a lot more the community is so much easier going like it's- well also too i feel like and this is part of the reason that i think i'm not going to speak for you but you could tell me if i'm wrong why you started to lean away from making content and really why I have, I mean, I haven't posted a video on my main channel in 10 weeks. And, you know, I think you said it best the other day. Um, in one, one second. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. You said it best in one of your comments the other day. You were like, I just, I'm taking a break. It just wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And it it really did. And to say like there was a shift and, and maybe it was us, we didn't adapt, maybe. But I felt like there was a shift where when you're a small, when, when I was a smaller YouTuber, and I, I'm not big by any means, right? And like 120,000 subscribers and like you're at what, 150? Like when it was 25 people, or I have 25 subs and then I had 2,500. And even 25,000, I felt like everybody was rooting for each other. Like I felt like the community around that 25 was like really, really strong. And then the bigger, the bigger the channel got, the more people didn't want... It's, I'm not even talking about negativity because I don't give a shit about that. But like just a, a lack of... Um, like support or not see I, I don't know how to explain it but it it wasn't a group of people that were striving forward i felt like everybody was like trying to find something wrong with what you were saying like nobody went in and allowed you to screw up and it's like it gets to the point where you you were like oh should, should we well, should i should on. i make this video well, should i make on, this me, video and then i'm like all right i'm, I'm going to make help, this video go ahead i'm going to help you out real quick Finance is very opinionated. Maybe because there's no cut and dry. There's no cut and dry. So everyone everyone has an opinion. Yeah. That's what makes it hard. And that's why people always want to, you know, 
because let's let's be honest, majority of the people that are watching your content and not commenting maybe agree with you or they're trying to learn something. Right, 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 right. The people who are taking the time to comment just just, just don't agree with what you say, which that's fine. I, I mean, it's a part of it, but yeah, but I want to be clear. Like, I don't care about the hate. Like, it's not. I, I'm not like. I, I don't. I don't care about that at all. Like, hate away. Like, it's a, last video. Like, all this guy does is post wheel content. I'm like, that's what my fucking channel's about. Like, mm-hmm. like yes, that's all I post about. But see, uh, like, people didn't. Just- people didn't want to help. And what I found in the in the fitness space is, and maybe this is just because I'm so small that like. And I saw this too at the brewery. Like when the brewery was like really shitty, like it was brand new. People would come in, they would leave extra tips on the bar. They would, I'm rooting for you, Brad. Uh, You know, do you need me to volunteer? Like, I want you guys to succeed. Let's do this. Let's do this. And then two years later, I'd walk in, they'd be like, oh, the boss is here. Oh, you you cool enough to, I'm like, you're hating on the same thing you told Mm me. And I realized that like, and I think Alex Harmozzi has said this. Like people don't want to do better than well, people, people don't want you to do better than they are. Yeah, doing. people want you to do well, yeah. but not better than them. Yep. And that's I I feel like I gave into that. And I was like, yeah, all right, fine. Like I will make a I'll make content every once in a while because my Discord community is still really strong and I really think I bring a lot of value to them in there. And it's like I'll just I'll post a video every once in a while when something comes up, you know? But the yes. running the running community is like I I have never like got emotional ever reading finance comments. Like people have been like, you know, I thank you so much, but it's a different thank you. Like people learn how to trade options or learn how to get out of debt or whatever. It's different than somebody like, "Hey man, like I I've been sober for 6 months and I remember watching you 6 months ago and you were 3 months in." You know, and uh like that's some of the comments and some of the messages on Brad trains is like, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's been incredible. I, I think it's, I think this is going to happen regardless of the space you're in. It's more like you said of the size you are right now. You're still personable. You know, you're yeah. not a, you're not a hundred thousand subscriber YouTube channel or a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah, so you're still per- you're still a person. You're still, which it's yeah. weird to say that, but it is like you can be more personal with people. Because when you get too big, you can't like you just can't keep up with everything. It's and very hard to sound authentic when you have a, a large following, for sure. And yeah. there are there are you know, and you can do it. It's just it's uh, you can't be as as per like what's the word I'm looking for? You can't be as uh. You can't spend as much time talking to people on comments or messages oh, as, so you know, true. that's so like that's 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 one part of it. But the other part that I had with this is um, for me. So like my story on why kind of I stopped <clears throat> making content is because one, I just didn't want to make finance content anymore. I was repeating myself in every video. I was burnt out. I've been doing it for five, six years now. And YouTube is, for those of you that don't know, YouTube is a game of you have to be on the trend that's getting views. And I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to make content that I wanted to make content on. And now I'm in this new part of my life where like, I'm like, my whole financial stuff was like, this is what I'm doing financially. Come follow along. Let me, as I document the process. Well, 
I'm pretty set up financially right now. There's not much, there's not much I need to do, you know, to be honest, like, and I don't know what this economy has for us coming up ahead, but like, there's not much I'm doing financially right now. I'm not really, you know, I'm just kind of coasting. And, uh, so I'm, I'm good, but I'm like with this time now is like, I found this new passion, this new thing I'm, I think about every day. Like I remember being in finances six years ago, more than that, you know, 10 years ago. And it's, it's fitness. It's being a better dad. It's, you know, stuff like that, that I'm like, okay, this is where, this is why I'm doing a brand change because this is what I want. Cause I love making content. I love making videos, dude. They're so fun. Yeah. But I love making videos on stuff I'm passionate about. And I'm still passionate about finances, but I'm not passionate enough to make content on it. And that now might I'm change. Pa- we might come back to it. it and it, Yeah, for sure. And it may it, it very well may be that. But for right now, where I'm at in my life, I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to look like a better dad for my my kids and my wife. And I'm having fun with it. And I'm, I'm also noticing as I'm in this space, as a newcomer, I'm seeing what some of these guys are doing and I'm just like, holy shit, these dudes are beast. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was pretty like, I thought I was pretty decent, dude. I'm not going to lie. Like for being an overweight dad in his thirties, I was still could like, I can move weight. Maybe not the most cardiovascular best guy out there, but like when it comes pound for pound, like I'm, I'm, I'm decently athletic. And then I get on Instagram and I start seeing these dudes. I'm like, holy shit, these guys make me look like a little shrimp. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to step it up a little bit. So it, it motivated me, though. It did. And so I'm like, yeah. now I'm ready to kick some kick some ass, dude. Like, yeah. So, you know, I'm uh, here I am and I'm going to post my journey and then kind of I don't really know where I fit in yet because I see all these guys doing these different stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to make content that I want to make. And I'm not going to worry about trying to follow the flow and all this, but to get back what I was saying to this, this YouTube and, and follower stuff is like, I see big guys in the fi- in the fitness space that get hate too. Oh you yeah. Know, the bigger guys. So I'm like, I think that's with any, you know, the comments that you're, what makes you think you can do this? Like, because I could have a phone. <laughs> that's why I could, you know, like anyone can do it. It's just a matter of who chooses to follow who and yeah. who you want to make content, what you want to make content about. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a weird, it really is a weird space. And like, I feel like you and I, especially you, I mean, you're being what, eight years, nine years older than me. We've lived both lives pre-social media, post-social media. So like, we know what it's like being, you know, kind of a, well, you for sure, an adult, me kind of an adult. Social media didn't really get big until I was probably like 23, 24. Um, I wouldn't even say YouTube was big back then. You know, no one was really watching YouTube. What would that be? Almost you know, eight years ago, whatever, like whatever. So anyways, enough of the social media talk. I want to move on to a, a big, and if you want to talk about this yet, let me know. But you you just did a big accomplishment that I was supposed to do with you. Unfortunately, I didn't, but I was watching almost every second. Um, you completed the UTMB Grindstone 100K. Yeah. What was your official time? And it was actually more than 100K, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? I want to bring it back just a little bit because okay. the last we time got a we, lot to talk about. Well, the last time we talked was June 26th, <clears throat> and. <clears throat> That was actually right before I was about to do my first backyard ultra. <laughs> and okay. 
I went and listened to that podcast when I said, you know, when we planned this tonight. And we were going to record the following Monday and talk about that weekend and things like that. And I just want to to just give a little context of like the short journey to that 100K. And I'll tell you this. Um, I did that Backyard Ultra and I got like 50K, I guess, so 31 miles. And it was a huge learning experience for me. And the the following race after that, so that that backyard ultra was like the first time I'd really ran since I broke my ankle in uh, in March, and then I waddled through my first fifty k. So getting the fifty k there was a big accomplishment. And then on July 9th, I'm actually wearing the shirt uh, from that race. I did my first sixty k. So that was thirty seven miles, and that was when all of the Northeast and Vermont got washed away, and it was a freaking monsoon and. Uh, I remember that one. I never thought I would ever run in rain like that ever again. <laughs> Foreshadowing, wrong. <laughs> but uh, I had an amazing um, summer of of training. I was, I've never ever in my life stayed so consistent. And all of the cliche things that you hear, and that's kind of like what I really wanted to break it back, bring it back to the people that remember when I started my mile streak. So my mile streak ended on March 25th last year and I was 283 days in. That mm-hmm. was the most consistent I've ever been. And probably, I don't think I could, I never thought I'd be more consistent in anything. My sobriety today is 275 days of sobriety. So yes. next week I'll be sober every day more than I ran every day. But after that 50K, I started slowly building up mileage and I, re- I had a really, really, really good summer. And I went into Grindstone like pretty, pretty confident um, in my training, I guess. I have my weight, dude, I've lost 75 pounds or almost 80 pounds now, um, which to think that I would be in my 150s when I was 240. Um, we, we sent back pictures of, of each other. Like when I came to see you a couple years back and it's crazy, dude. like, dude, I can't even, and a lot of it did happen from the last time we spoke, like in the summer, I got my nutrition, right. Uh, I started sleeping better, all of these things. And it wasn't until like maybe the first, the first or second week in September, I really was like, feeling pretty good about it. And my wife and I, we went out on 20 and I got back from that 20 and I just didn't feel right. Like my legs beat up and it crushed me. I was like, there's no way I should be feeling like this. And I talked to a couple of people. I, you know me, I'm a DMer. <laughs> like I have a hundred Instagram. Live in the DMs. I live in the DMs. So I'm talking to people and they're like, Brad, you, you know, like probably just a little bit overtraining because I peaked at like 65 mile weeks and that was a lot. And especially in the heat and the humidity of the summer. And uh, so I took like almost two weeks taper. And then the week before, I got a really bad chest cold. I thought I had COVID. I like literally tested. I was like, there's no way this is not. I've had COVID. This is fucking COVID. You know? And uh, that on top of stress, I don't know. But it wasn't. I, I got down there and like I got to the start line where you pick up your bib. And whatever happened, like I just felt so ready. I felt so confident. And 
then like we're at the hotel and everyone's i hear people like talking about storm coming in i'm like storm like the the race director posted the other day that it hasn't rained here in like three weeks and that all the creek beds were going to be dry well there was a tropical storm <laughs> that blew in and not only were we supposed to get two to three inches of rain but at the peaks the the peaks were at like five thousand feet or so. There was like three. It was three times I was going to go over forty five hundred feet, and they were calling for like forty five mile an hour wind gusts and wind chills in the thirties. Which training in the winter or coming out of winter, I would have been more prepared for that. But like, dude. We just got out of the like. It, I was running in eighty degrees with no shirt off for weeks before that. Before ninety, before a hundred, like the thought of being cold, I just I couldn't fathom it. And here I am the night before. I have like my little windbreaker jacket. I had to go to Dick's and like I bought another base layer. I bought an I bought a pair of gloves, a hat. Like thank God I did. Like I saw thirties and I'm like, no way, dude. Because mm -hmm. even the day before. Even the day before, it was uh, like 75 and sunny when I picked up my bib. And it went from 75 and sunny to, dude, when I I got up at like 3 o'clock in the morning and I could hear the wind outside. Like oh. we, we were on the front side of the hotel and I could hear the- <laughs> Oh, that would suck. I can hear the flags on the flagpole. Like, you know, yeah. that ding, 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 yeah. like when you're down by the water. And I'm well, like, I remember seeing your picture on Instagram of you looking out the window and I was like, oh, it looks like a beautiful day. You're like, yep, too bad the race didn't start now. Yeah, and I had my jacket and my gloves. I'm like, this does, doesn't seem right. And it, so it wasn't weird. even so. That's a mental mind F, dude. Yeah, mostly too, because I hadn't trained in, I hadn't run in, I hadn't run in a jacket since February. Yeah. I haven't run with gloves and a hat on since February. And I, I mean, I knew, I knew it was going to be cooler. Like it was fall at elevation, like leaf peeping, you know, like yeah. I thought fifties, maybe like sixties during the day. I yeah. brought a long sleeve tech shirt in case I needed a long sleeve shirt. Dude, when I walked outside, I went down into the lobby because they had told us there was a lot of people from the race staying there. So like, oh, we're going to make coffee. You know, yeah. we'll have coffee ready at 3am. So I walked down, I got a cup of coffee. I walked outside. I had like my sweatpants and like a long sleeve t-shirt on. and. Out my like my heart sunk into my stomach. It was so cold and it was blowing so hard. Damn. We got out of the car when we got to the race, and my wife is a fucking legend. But I said to her, like, I caught a chill and I started shivering. I'm like, if I'm already cold, what's what's how is this gonna go? And um, had a great morning otherwise, got a good poop, all the things on race day you want. Like, I got a For good sure. breakfast, got coffee in me, was ready. The bell went off and it was like drizzling, but not pouring. Hang on. Step back a little bit. Yeah. First, how did that feel when that, like I'm, I'm waiting. Cause like, I know what my first, so I've only done one race in my life yeah. and it was with Mason on the 5k with him. Tell me, how does that feel? Cause I was literally supposed to be right there with you. Dude, I was hurting, man. When I, when I was going on, but it would have been, um, I'll tell you this. It would have been a lot easier if you were there yeah oh i'm sure but i've had but, i've oh, go ahead go ahead well how, how how did it feel sitting there like hearing that going off it's and just it's saying <laughs> knowing what you have coming up ahead of you 
I'm so glad that I record things um, because there's so many nuanced things that you lose in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've stood on the start line of some pretty intense shit. Uh, I mean, probably before this, the most intense thing I've ever done was probably like the Ironman in Boulder at elevation. Uh, but like even the 60 K really nervous about that. But it's when the national anthem starts and this was the first in, in wow, Ironman. You got to get so amped up, dude. dude. In, in Ironman, like everyone's in the water, and it's like a different type of nerve. But this, it was nighttime because it was five thirty in the morning. So everyone, it. I felt like when I looked around, everyone was so focused, and it was almost like this is going to be a little dramatic, but it's almost like how the gladiators felt right before they were going out in the movie. Yeah. When he was like, who's fought in the Legion Army before? He's like, whatever's on the other side of that gate, we'll have a better chance if we stick together. That's that's oh, what I was dude. thinking. I'm like looking around and I'm like, and like you just, you make eye contact with the guy and you're like, let's, let's fucking, fucking go to go. war. And, <laughs> and we knew it was going to be a war. We knew yeah. it was going to be a war. And what made the war all, more awesome is this is the grind. So 100 has been around for a long time, but this was the first year UTMB took it over and they changed the course a little bit. They changed the start and the finish. So like generally when you go into a big race, you can get on blogs and read race reports. What's the course like? What you can get on YouTube and see a hundred people that have yeah. done video. This was completely unknown. And like little things that like were talked about, like, is it actually a hundred K? Because mm-hmm. I've heard it's 100K. I've heard it's 68 miles. I've heard it's 70 miles. Like, I've heard it's 10,000 feet. I've heard it's 15,000 feet. Like, there was so much. But yeah, standing when the national anthem was like a blur. And I, I, I will apologize and I will tell everyone that I am a patriot. But when he said, remove your hat, there was no way I was taking. I had my wool hat on and then I had my waterproof jacket because like I said, it was drizzling already. And then my headlamp, I didn't want to take all that stuff off. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, America, for that national anthem. There was a couple of us that like looked at each other like, I won't if you won't. And I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I flat out said to the dude next to me, like, I'm not taking my hat off. He's like, me either. <laughs> and um, but and then when, when you're in like this shoot and like, yeah, you're just shoulder to shoulder with old men, young men, yeah. uh, women, like you, you just, so cool. yeah, dude. And, and the horn goes off and, um, everyone just starts that like trudge together. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, you're off. And, um, the first, the first four miles or so was kind of winding through the town into the mountains. So it was dark, but it was mostly pavement. There was some like they brought us through like the campground of the park, which was kind of nice. I shed my jacket in the first minute because I just felt myself being warm and a major fear of the day, which I literally had never thought about until the night before was the possibility of being cold. Never considered it. But now I'm like, all right, I got this jacket on. If I start sweating now, now my base layer is going to get wet. Like I didn't want to sweat for as long as possible. So I stripped my jacket at a mile in. I had like a little index card that I'd laminated. I felt so fucking special. You saw it. Yeah. Uh, when I was taking my jacket off, it must have been in my pocket. I lost that in the first mile. So oh, I was, no. So now I'm racing blind. And um, I'll give the short story because, I mean, this 
and here's things that people need to understand. It, it ended up being 67 miles, but I want to tell you this. It does not fucking matter how far it was because you can get the same adrenaline rush or the same exact feelings that I felt at 5K, at 10K. I at, believe it. You know, like my sister-in-law, she did a half marathon that same day up here in New York. And she was telling me how nervous and she was telling me all the feelings and emotions that I had. I had just been doing this longer. And so like the mileage doesn't really matter. The only thing the mileage does is it was, it was a whole, like, I'll, I'll talk about like go, putting the headlamp on again, but it's, I would say there's a little bit of a different feeling it, than it a was, half marathon versus a hundred K. It's it. it, it it was a lot, dude. Yeah. It was it was every yeah. it was every human emotion that you could possibly feel. It was I've heard people say like it's a lifetime in 24 hours. It really was. It was everything from the highest the highs, the lowest lows, excitement, fear, regret. Like there was every fucking feeling you could possibly feel. And so many people ask like, "Oh, why do you, or my uncle like, "Why do you do this? Like this sounds crazy." Like it is so humbling. And I will and I'm not knocking Iron Man, but I'm going to knock it a little bit. I did four Iron Man competitions. I finished them all. My fastest for anybody that knows the sport is like 14 hours, and my longest I just made the cutoff in Colorado. When I say I never trained for any of those, I mean never. Like you can go back and look at my Strava stats. The years I did Ironman, I ran like less than 200 miles in the year. I rode less than 1,000 miles on my bike. And because I'm a surfer and a beach bum, I never swam in the pool, ever. I did Ironman on pure just athletic fitness and grit. And I think most people could do that. The thing that I've loved about, about the, like the ultra scene so far, it will fucking expose you. It will expose you. And that is beautiful. We can talk, I'll talk about the time cut in a second, but me not finishing in the allotted time was not surprising to me, but it, it fired me up because I knew, like, dude, I went in pretty fucking fit, man. I've run over 1,500 miles this year. Yeah. Like, I went in fit, and this pushed me to my limits. The first, first 10 miles were great. They were amazing. I'm so glad I pushed mine off for the, next the year. First 10 miles were great. Like I said, raining, um, but it was cool. We had the, the sun came up probably when I was about seven miles in and the sun coming up was glorious. Now I can see under my feet. Um, the, the race was still really packed together. So we were in groups of like three to five people every now and then like single track couldn't pass. Really. You'd have to ask somebody like, Hey, can I go? And like, at that point, like, what are you going to do? Sprint up 25 yards. So everyone kind of just got in a pace because it's like kind of like in a Peloton or a bike. It's like you got into like a draft and a rhythm. You'd feed off other people through the rolling hills. And uh, I remember a section, there was like an eight mile section between eight stations, and there was like nine of us. And we were just in a flow and we were quiet. We were, nobody was talking. We were just focused on like, let's get through this. And you know, I had to break the tension and I'm like, guys, this is fucking great. Like nobody slow down, nobody speed up. Let's do this the whole day. Like we all felt great. Like we could just our, our footsteps. And like, that was the highlight of the day. And we came into aid stations and, you know, with 10 aid stations, 
you do 10 minutes at an aid station, that's an extra hour and a half of your race. Yeah. So like those things I knew, like I wanted to be in and out of aid stations in three minutes. And I could See, do- I'd get stuck there wanting to like eat and shit, uh, and like sit I know. down. <laughs> I know. And I oh wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to take a little more time but I knew the cutoff and the cutoff was yeah. six, 1633 pace. And you're like, that's, that's like pretty much walking guys walking on a flat road is probably if you're, if you're walking with intention, it's probably 17 to 18 minutes per mile. Yeah. So 1630 is a lot of walking. It's a, a very lot, brisk, very brisk walk, but you, you have to run like, <clears throat> I mean, my slowest pace of the day came at 46 miles, which was the worst part ever. If you saw on Instagram, it was a thousand feet per mile, 3000 foot climb. And I was going 30 minutes per mile. And my fastest was like when I was coming downhill in some good spots, I was going like nine or 10, but I knew the cutoff was going to be an issue for me. And when I got to 50K in, I almost PR'd my 50K, which you're never supposed to do in a big race, but like I felt good. And I remember thinking to myself coming in, that was the first time I got to see Tara, my wife. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm six and a half hours in, halfway. I slow down a little bit. I'm at 15 hours. Baby girl, get some dinner reservations. We're going to be in bed by 10, you know, like. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that was like the beginning of the end for me, but. I, I don't know. I felt really, really good. And I started to get a little hungry, but I expected that. At like eight hours, the body can only take in so many calories, man. And it can only do so much. But I was getting hungry. And then my knees started to feel weird, like under my knee. And I never have issues. And it was just like locking up. It would be nice when I'm moving, no pain when I'm moving, but it would just kind of like light, like lock up a little bit. So that kind of like brought me into my first low spot, like 30 to 40 miles. I was in a, I was, my stomach wasn't right. I had to poop in the woods a few times, like wheels fell off, but you learn in training this two shall pass. And I was just waiting for it to pass. And one of the things I was really waiting for was- What'd you pa- wipe your ass with? Um, I had like a dry bag wet with wipes um, wet something. wipes and- yeah. And then at aid stations and stuff, yeah, like I had a Ziploc where I would just go into the porter potty and just stuff it with toilet paper and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm going to be honest, one of the time, one of the times, like it, it at that point, it was like, why? Just, just pull your pants up and go. Let's just get no out of here. No way. Just like explosion. Let's get out, dude. I was. There's getting, no way I could do that. Listen, I'm getting at this point. I'm getting a shower every two minutes. Like I couldn't do it. I ha- I've never rain, shit and not wipe my ass. Dude, the rain. Dude, everything's chafed. Everything was damaged. I don't care. I have to wipe that ass. I I, I agree, but until you're in the moment where <laughs> I I'm guess ho- I'll have to wait and see. I'm that. holding onto a tree and I'm like squatting, holding onto a tree, and it's just buckets, buckets of rain. Oh. and like every like I I just it was either like just keep going when I knew I was just gonna be trudging ahead or like take my pack off. Find my little wet wipe, pull a little wet wipe. Not to mention, leave no trace on the trail. So if I used a wet wipe, then I had to carry the wet wipe back to find someone. Or if it wasn't at an aid station, I had to put it back in a Ziploc and carry it around me. I'm like, fuck that. I'm I'm, throwing the wet wipes out. (laughs) Nah, I'm not. I was trying to be a good trail runner. But uh, 
the four, uh, the things I was looking for were like, I knew I had milestones I wanted to pass, like 6,000 feet of climbing. I've never done that in a race. And the longest I'd ever run was 38 miles. So really when I got to 38 miles, my spirits started to change a little bit. Um, and I had a really good stretch from like 38 to 45. And 45 was the major, like the, the a major cutoff. And I was right before the mega climb at a neat station called Camp Todd. And I remember people think, saying to me like, I think at the first major cutoff, I was like maybe in two hours ahead of the cutoff. And then in the next 20 miles, I'd lost an hour. So I got into Camp Todd like an hour before the cutoff. It was 6 p.m. and I got there at 5 p.m. And there was a couple of things I was thinking about. I didn't want to be climbing that hill in the dark. And in the forest, it gets darker quicker. And uh, I was starting to get cold and I didn't have any more dry clothes. Like Tara and I, we had changed out some stuff. I'd probably changed my shirt a couple of times, but I didn't have any more dry clothes. And I started this climb and I now know in retrospect and watching video that I had no idea what was going on at 45 miles. Like the, the, the pre-hypothermia was already setting in. For I was stripping layers instead of putting layers on. I wasn't, Tara was trying to hand me food and I was like, I'm not hungry, but I was starving. Um, it was a nine mile, it was a nine mile section. And I'm like, I'll bring two gels and a liter of water. But like it was nine miles and 3000 feet. That section took me almost four hours. Did you have a bladder in your pack? I did not have a bladder. No, I just had the two bottles and, um, I had extra bottles that I was packing with me. The bladder is just really hard to like get out and you have to take your pack off. Like when you have your crew there, it's easy because Tara could, would be able to do that. But like taking everything off is like really annoying. So I wanted everything that I could reach here. And even in my Salomon pack, like the stuff I needed, I like put up top here. I didn't have really. Would you uh, change that? Like having a bladder to have more water or no? Uh, no, because when I was thinking clearly and I had the extra half liter bottles on me, um, like it was fine. But at this point, I'm like, I don't know if I was thinking like I want to be lighter for the climb. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. And I just started stripping stuff off. And I was so like, I rushed myself out of that aid station. That was the one where I really needed to like relax and be like, Brad, you got, you got a mega, mega section coming up. And, uh, in that Instagram, like when it got dark, everything went dark. Like I have never, ever in my life, I said to Tara, that was the worst four hours of my life. And I've gone through some shit. Mm. You know, I've gotten news of my brother passing away. I've sat by my dad's bedside. Like those are pretty epic moments. And those are pretty low moments. This was right up there. That four-hour section when it got fucking dark and I was like, oh my God. And I I had gloves on. They were soaking wet. So it didn't really matter, but it covered my watch. And I had no idea how long it was taking me. I just knew I was going slow. And I was with maybe like five or six people and we were all on the struggle bus. We were at war and we were pushing each other. And we were like, let's go. And somebody was like, you go to the front and walk as fast as you can. We'll keep up. No, let's not drop anybody. And we're coming down the steep technical like piece because the other big climbs early in the day, they had like runnable or at least joggable downhills. This was just as technical and just as single track. And now it's been raining for 13 hours, three inches of rain. 
like you couldn't make up any, we were going just as slow down the backside of the mountain as we were going up. And uh, we could hear the aid station. We could hear the music. We could see the lights and we're like, man, we're good. And you, you could see it down through the forest and we're like, all right, we're almost at aid. And then we hear people screaming because they can see our little lights bobbing up on the mountain, right? And there are, people are screaming up the mountain like, you guys gotta go. Not like, come on, you can do it. There's like mm-hmm. a difference between like, you're looking strong. <clears throat> these you were, can do it. yeah, these were people saying like, no, no, like you better fucking run. And then we started picking it up, but like not a lot of urgency. And then I hear Tara, Brad, are you up there? Brad, is that you up there? And I'm like, that, well, that's my wife. And I'm like, yeah, I'm up here. And she's like, you have three minutes till the cutoff run. And I'm like, what? And it seemed like the aid station was really close, but like it wasn't, there was a couple switchbacks. Like I'm like, Fuck. and I was like, I said to the people, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to take off. Like, let's go. And they were like, oh, we'll get there. And I'm like, let's go. Literally, I got into the aid station when they were like, uh, 55 seconds, I got in there. And I'm like, all right, I'm in the aid station. Like, all right, I'm good. Let me eat. Let me do this. And one of the guys comes over. He's like, you have to clear the aid station. Like, you Mm -hmm. haven't made the cutoff yet. I had to leave the aid station. I left the aid station with 35 seconds to go to make that cutoff. So I sent Tara back to get me some food because I'm famished, dude. Worst four hours of my life. And I'm freezing. It's dark. It's pouring. I don't have any dry clothes. But my watch says 56 miles. So I'm like, okay. I assumed it was going to be like 64. So I'm like, all right, I got eight to 10 miles that I can do. I can do this. I have three hours. It was nine o'clock was that cutoff. I was like, I have three hours to make it. And Tara gave me some food and and was that the last checkpoint before the final one? Like there the was no, it was second to last. Okay, but this was the last hard cutoff. The other one was right where the road ended, so four miles that I would have on the road downhill. And uh, I knew that I had fifteen hundred more feet of climbing, but I was like, I can do this. Like, I can get there. And Tara comes over and she's like, just do the best you can. And I was like, that wasn't like her. Like she's always like, go, you got this, go, go. Mm-hmm. She gave me a look like you fought the good fight. Like now, like, let's just make it happen. Let's see what happens. And I'm like, I looked at her like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to do the best I can. She's like, Brad, you got 13 more miles. And my heart like sunk. Mm. And I was like, oh my God. Well, I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I think it's, I think it's closer to 13. Like it might be 11. It might be 12. I think it's closer to 13. And I had three hours and uh, I hadn't really ran in a while and I was the last person out of the cut. So I was alone. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go off into the woods. And uh, I got in there and some people started passing me that were in the hundred mile race. Their cutoff was like six hours after hours, but they had pacers. So like, that's, that's a whole nother conversation. Like they were coming through together and I said to one guy, I'm like, do you know how long the rest of this trail section is? Because I knew that it was four and a half to the next, from the last aid station, I knew it was four and a half because I measured it on the way out. So I was like, if I ask this guy, I'll know how long. And then, and he was like, yeah, man, he's like four miles to go. And I was already four miles into that section. 
Oh shit. So you thought it was like a half mile left? I thought, yeah, me, I thought he was gonna be like, Yeah, a mile, you got this. Oh my. That would be four. the biggest mind fuck. And he said four. Oh my god. And, he, and he, he said four as he was running by me. So oh. that's when I first like stopped. And I think that's when I first was like, I'm going to not make the cutoff. But I gotta keep moving because I'm so cold. Never been so cold. And then like I got, you know, when you're in the ice bath and you get that and you start mm -hmm. shivering. Yeah. Once I did that and like got a first like chill that like shook me, I was like, now I'm in, now I'm in trouble. Yikes. That doesn't go away. Can't shake that. And I walked into that aid station and I must have been looking crazy because the, the, the medic there started asking me questions. Don't remember any of that. It's all on video. Don't. Like, what's your birth? Uh, do you know where you are? Yeah, I'm in the woods. Do you know uh, what month it is? And I was like, uh, November. I, like, confidently. And he's like, dude, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta warm you up. My core temperature was six ninety six degrees, which isn't like terrible hypothermia, but like, he was nervous. So I told him like, I gotta get to the finish line. Like, I'm not stopping. He's like, dude, I'm gonna let you leave here. If you let me do my job for 15, 20 minutes, you're not going to make the cutoff. So is there a difference really between 1230 and 1245 to you? Like if I let you go now, you might collapse on the road and we'll find you in the morning, or you can put us in a situation where we can get you warm enough that you can walk in the last four and a half miles. I took the deal and gave me some chicken broth, wrapped me in one of those like tinfoil space blankets. My phone was dead. I couldn't call my wife. My wife stood out there fucking 19 hours in the rain waiting for me. She saw me She saw me three times for a total of like 35 minutes the whole day. She stood out there for 19 hours almost. And uh, I walked it in. I had this space blanket on me and my guardian angel, Stacy. I'll never see Stacy again and I'll probably never talk to her. And frankly, I don't really even remember what she looks like, but she came up from behind me. She was a hundred miler. So she'd been out there for 12 hours longer than me. Damn. This was her 10th hundredth hundred miler. I do remember that. And uh, she's like, you look cold. I'm like, yeah, I'm really cold. She goes, I have an extra large space blanket if you want it. And like the one I had was like covering my shoulders and it was definitely giving me some warmth. It was keeping the rain off of me and it was blocking the wind because now we're on the roads, we're not in the trails. The wind was, ah, oh, I've never been so cold in my whole life. And, and I've pledged fraternities in the winter. I've never been so cold in my whole life. And uh, yeah, she took off her pack on like dug through, found me the space blanket that was like in like wrapped, like it was brand. These things probably cost like twenty five bucks. Not a big deal, but like she went through a ton of effort in the last mile of her race to whip this thing out, and then like I figured I was all in. So I was like, "Do you mind putting it over my shoulders and I'll just grab it?" Because like I didn't, I couldn't like do this. And she's like, "Of course." And like I don't even know how old she was, but like felt like my mom just coming up behind me and like she put this extra large on me, and I felt it like come against the back of my legs. And like the wind stopped on my legs. I was wearing shorts too. And uh, it was the warmest thing ever. And I was like, Stacy, go. I'm going to make it. And uh, that's the the big orange one that you see coming across mm -hmm. the finish line. And uh, yeah, I, I finished and I got done. I think I missed the cut by 45 minutes. 
but like with the stops and everything, like I guess, I guess I could have got in. In best case scenario, I was still going to miss it. Even if I was able to run, even if I didn't ask that guy how much further, I wasn't going to make it. I got too cold. The yeah. cold stopped me in my tracks, but I got a finisher's mug. Um, I didn't <clears throat> qualify for stones or anything like that. And it's easy. So many people, I mean, I was in a couple like grindstone, like Facebook groups and stuff. So many people in hindsight were like, oh, the course is so long. Dude, we knew the course was long. Oh, the cutoff was too tight. We knew it was tight. Yeah. And I'll tell you furthermore, like that cutoff pushed me earlier in the day when I felt good. Like if the cutoff wasn't what it was, I probably would have taken my time earlier in the day. And I probably would have ended up with the same exact time. Like granted the weather and the cold slowed me down. But if it was uh, if it was a 3 a.m. cutoff, I probably would have finished the same exact time because I still, I would have went slower. I would have ate more in aid stations instead of spending three minutes. Like fact of the matter is it just exposed me. I wasn't ready for the temperature. I wasn't ready for the lows lasting as long as they did. And I wasn't ready for sustained long climbs. Like I'd done rolling stuff. I'd done 6,000 feet, but I've never done like, Hey, we're going to go at 19% incline for two hours in the cold, in the dark, in the rain. Like that. I wasn't ready. Fact that I, Frank, I wasn't ready and uh, I'll fucking be ready next time. You bet your ass, but I, I wasn't ready. And well, hang on. So that was one of my questions is, are you going to do these again? Because I think when I talk to you, like the next day, am I going like, to do grindstone again? Any or, of any of your races? Uh, dude, I can't wait to get back out. I can't when wait. I, when I talk to you, like the day after, you're like, "Fuck this, dude!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a little piece of me, like I, I was pretty upset at first. Um, I thought that I needed an official time for validation, but. Like, dude, over 30% of the race DNF'd. I didn't DNF. I didn't quit. I didn't get caught. Like, the five dudes that I was running with down the backside of that mountain that got stopped at mile 58, like, they didn't run like I did to make that cut. They could have. They were right there with me. They didn't do it. I did. So, like, there was pieces like that that I was very, very proud of. Mm -hmm. And I was proud of the journey, and I'm proud of my sobriety. And I realized... And I said it in the video before even the race, like on Sunday, I was a better person, not because of any time. Like I was better because of the journey. And this goal that terrified me was part of that journey. And um, yeah, like I, I was supposed to have a 50 miler next week um, that I signed up for in like June that I kind of like wanted to do with a friend or whatever. I took my name off that list. Like what I did realize is that it is, and Andy Glaze talks about this all the time. Like, there's no rush. Like, I wanted, especially with like the influencer piece, like, I wanted to do 50K, 100K, 100 miler all in the same year. But I realized there was things in this race that you have to learn on site. Like, how I wasn't nervous, like, how I couldn't like really fathom, like, how nervous my sister in law was for her half marathon. People that have done multiple 100 milers couldn't fathom why I yeah. was so nervous for a hundred K and that only comes with experience. Right. So like with anything, right. So I didn't run at all last week, which was the first time I've run like 10 miles in a week. It was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like first time in a long time where I didn't have to run. Uh, I ran yesterday and today it's Tuesday. I'm, I'm running the New York city marathon. Well, I just signed up for a 10 miler. My first trail race ever was last October. 10 miles. I went two hours and 17 minutes. Um, this year, my brother is running it. So I signed up last minute and I'm going to run it on Saturday and I want to take an hour off. I want to go an hour and 17 minutes. 
um, and try and like come in the top 10 I'd really like to do. I think that'd be a good redemption from last year. And then uh, the New York City Marathon uh, coming up on November 5th, which I'd like to PR my marathon, which would be dope. And What's then current marathon time? 417. I should handily beat 417. I'd like to go into four hours. I think that would be an outstanding, outstanding achievement. Um, and then I have a hundred miler that I'm, I'm keeping on the list. And I hired a, I hired a pro ultra runner, um, as a quote business consultant. And, um, we start on the week of Thanksgiving. I think it's like Monday is like maybe the, the 18th. And, um, he's actually out right now trying to set the fastest known time in the Arizona trail, 800 miles. Um, and he has the fastest known time on the Colorado Trail, which is like seven days, something like that. Jeez. But um, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, and then I'm going to go back all in. And yeah, I want 100. I want 100. As far as Grindstone, I don't, I don't know if I want to come back and get redemption. Or I feel like if I, if I do it, it's going to be because like I want to come run with you. But then again, like I want it to be about you. I, I'm going to be there. I want to crew you at least. Um, but I don't, I don't think like I want to race, like it's your race and I, I want it to be about you. And I want you to experience it like alone. And like, I want it to be about you just like it was about me this time. So I'll definitely be there. But like, I also feel like going back would be like living in the past. I feel like I got what I needed to get out of grindstone. And I don't think I owe it anything. Like I, people will say like unfinished. I don't think I have unfinished business. I think I got out of, I got my money's worth. I got out of it what I needed to get out of it. And that's good enough for me. And some people are like, well, do you want to come back and do the hundred there? And it's like, I have uh, other, other goals, I think for the fall that I would like to do um, that don't include like a hundred on the schedule per se. Like there's other things like there's a 125 mile trail here on Long Island. And I, I think I can touch the fastest known time on that trail in another year. So like that might be my fall goal. Um, I'm going to hike rim to rim to rim of the Grand Canyon in the spring. Like other things like that. I want to, I want to start using my fitness in other ways now. Um, but I, and I also definitely want a 200 plus. I think Moab. That's the ultimate goal for me too. I think Mo, like Moab's coming up when this gets released. Uh, the Moab 240 is going to be this week, um, and my FOMO is real because I'm in, I'm in the DMs. I'm in the DMs of a lot of people doing the race, but um, I think I want to do uh, Moab in 25. Because um, also too, like a lot of this dope shit happens when I'm at work, and like 240 miles takes a week. Like I can't just be like. Uh, sorry, doctor. Uh, I, I have to, uh, take off a week cause I'm just going to go trancing through the desert with a bunch of weirdos, you know, <laughs> like I'd have to save up like a week's worth of personal days to do that. So, yeah. uh, yeah, but I'm more excited to, I never realized how much people, and this has been a lot about me and I apologize for that, but I think you tie into this just like, here's the message. Like, I never realized how much people could get fired up like watching you achieve goals. Like like back to the financing. When I got debt free, people were like, great job. Nobody really gave a shit. You know? Um, but like I just the, like I said, the things that people say, or like my brother Danny 
saying, I'm going to sign up for my first 50K and he's doing his first 50K or he just did his first triathlon last week. And when he comes over for happy hour now, he doesn't drink. He drinks NAs with me. He's significantly cut down on his drinking. He's lost 50 pounds. Like my friend, like just people coming out of the woodwork and just trying to run. One of our listeners, Corey, like he has a mile streak going now for like almost 40 days, you know, and, and other people in, in the push through on Strava has like 45 people in it, Yeah, it's cool. you know, and, uh, Caleb East just joined that and he's a monster. So my, my days at the top of that leaderboard are probably, uh, going to go down to zero. I have to talk some shit to him, but, um, and yeah, no, I'm really, I'm more excited than ever knowing that I got my money's worth out of it and knowing that it wasn't just, it was the life changing and altering experience that I thought it would be, which makes me so excited for people like you and other people that are going to dabble in this distance. Like I got some people in the DMs that are doing their first 50K and it's like, I am so fired up for that. I am so fired up to get to summer races this summer and pace for people doing hundreds and get out on the course and meet people like that. Like, yeah. And like, I'm excited to really sit down with you and tell you what I learned and and make a training program with you where like, when you come in in 15 hours, that will validate, (laughs) (laughs) that will, no, I'm serious. That will validate my 19 hour finish. Like, I don't need to go back there to finish under 18 hours. Like helping you finish in 15 hours, that will, I'll feel that finish with you, you know? And, uh, that's really what I'm so fired up about this year about. Like, I can't, I can't wait now to like the sobriety thing is completely automatic now. Like it's not even a conversation anymore. It's, it is what it is. And I, I said like, there's a, there's a couple of times I can think of that I'd probably drink. And those things now are just so extreme in my mind that that's not an issue. I'm really excited to bring in this coach. And I told him, like, he said to me, like, I'm not, I don't coach people. Like I said, he's an elite athlete and coach. And he's like, I don't coach people to just finish. Like, so if your goal is to just like get through canyons, like I'm not the coach for you. He's like, I want you to be competitive. The bar I'm going to set for you is to be competitive. I'm going to push you outside of your comfort zone. Like you want to push your AP students outside their comfort zone. You will probably dislike me at some times. You'll probably think I'm crazy. And I'm like, dude, I just went from six to midnight. Let's go. Can we start today? You know, and he's like, oh, I can't. I'm trying to set this fastest known time on a fucking 800 mile trail. But Jeez. yeah, dude, I am. I said life is aces. Yeah. Life is so, so good. And uh, even my work life, I've had a really good first first couple of weeks at school, which I haven't had in a long time, um, which I think is, like I said, the ripple effect of just. When you're happy, everything around you just mm-hmm. feels happier, you know? Yeah. No, that's... Uh, Do you write in your line of day journal? Huh? Do you write in the line of day journal? Yeah, I'm still... It's not every day, but yeah, nah. I'm still writing in it. Good. Yep. I thought about that too, because I think we talked about that in the June 26th podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't kidding. write every single day, but when I'm up here in the office before I go to bed, I'll write something down. Yeah. But yeah, dude. Oh, man, that's... uh. Well, I remember Tara texting me, giving me updates, and then I remember watching your live tracking, like your little bubble. It would like move. I went on a five mile run that morning, 
And I think I, I think I started my run and you were already like an hour or two in to the race and I finished. And then I like, we went to the beach, we were hanging out. We came back home, you know, doing the whole supper thing getting ready, and I'm looking at Lindsay. I'm like, I go, Brad is still fucking going. I was like, we went to the beach we, and we even went some, like to a beach. that was like a little bit of a drive. It was like 40, 30 minutes, I think away, 40 minutes, maybe. So like, it was a day trip, you know, full day trip. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And this, you know, this is coming from a guy that I've never ran longer than 14 miles in my life, you know, in, in one setting. So, um, yeah, dude, like props to you. Congrats. And like I've said from the beginning, I'm running now because of, you know, because because of you starting it and doing what you've done. So it's been uh, it's been cool to kind of watch where you were, you know, as we were friends th- three years ago and then like kind of what you and I are doing now. Yeah. And dude, I'm just motivated because like I, we, we text back and forth and I'm like, oh, Coca Donut 250, me and you, let's do this. Like, you know, like. And it's cool to have somebody to like do that with and, and to, you know, to look forward to those things. What, I just was, gotta, was, it was Coca Dona, right? When you first caught the bug or was it Moab 240? It wasn't a year ago. It was less than a year ago, right? It, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I it was Coca Dona. It was in May, Coca Dona. Yeah. You told me about Andy Glaze. I followed him and I was like, what's this guy? And then he's, he was, I think he just started running that Coca Dona race. Okay. And I'm like, what the f- fuck is this shit and dude i was i've been hooked ever since ever well, since you sent me that are you gonna get down get down with moab i'll send you some athletes okay. to follow in moab okay a- andy's one of them oh is he yeah, okay dude. i'll have to watch another one is uh pierce show or show young kid he's I've seen him he's doing the triple crown so he did the tahoe 200 they did That's the big, another one i'd love to do they did the bigfoot 200 and now, and now he's doing the Moab 240 for the triple crown. See, uh, dude, like that's so crazy to me because like, so like my upcoming race is a 10 miler. Um, it's coming up that? in uh, 27, 26 days. Okay. So that's kind of like what I'm training for right now. And my PR on that is an hour and 55 minutes. So like knowing how I feel now on like these longer distance runs, it's going to be tough for me to beat that PR but I'm hoping for like, I'm hoping to beat it by like 10 minutes. Like I hope I can pull 10 minutes off. So a minute off per mile mm-hmm. is what I'd like to get, which is going to be hard, but that's my goal. Um, so I'm training right now for that. But the problem I have is my knee is still giving me trouble and my knee is getting worse again. So I'm decided tomorrow that I am calling uh, to go to a PT appointment. Yeah. And see if we can figure out what, cause like, I don't know much about like the body and that stuff. So like, I need somebody like, I've tried to like look up videos and everything, but like, I need someone to diagnose me and say, this is what you need to do for right. the next six weeks or whatever. Um, still running the 10 mile race. Cause like, I feel good as long as I, I, if I don't, the problem is, is if my knee gets back to where it was two months ago, I can't run it. Like I just, I can't run it, Yeah, which would suck. So I'm, I'm trying to like baby it a little bit. Um, while still getting some miles in, uh, and then after that, really my next biggest thing is really trying to get my zone two under control and like trying to figure that out because like I need, 
Next thing I need to do, which I need to do that tomorrow, is I need to buy a good heart rate monitor because like, I don't think my watch is very accurate. I want something that's pretty accurate. And I need to be running my long runs, I think, at a slower pace to get that heart rate down. So that's my next big focus is first is the knee. Second is getting a better reading on my heart rate where I'm at on my long runs because that will be my judge on, you know, like if I go like, so like this Saturday, I think I have five miles on the schedule, maybe four. And I'd like to run all of that under 150. All right. Yeah. You know how I feel about heart rate. It's, yeah. And I, and I believe it. And, um, yeah. I mean, it, ta- I, it just, it takes a long time. It's like investing it takes a long for time. Sh- for sure. And, uh, it's also like a, it's a measure of fitness to me, you know, like if I can get my heart rate down doing these longer distances at a, at a faster pace and seeing that improvement, it's yeah. just like seeing your balance go up in your portfolio over time. Like, Oh, I was at 10 K two years ago. Now I'm at, you know, 60 K like, this is pretty cool. You know? So like, yeah, same like the, thing. The first time I, the first time I tested, like with the math training that I'm doing, <clears throat> I started it pretty much when I started the mile streak. So maybe a year and four months ago, but the first, um, I did a, it was a, it's a four mile test and you have to stay at uh 180 minus your age. So for me, it's 140. And the first time I did that, I had to walk for some of it. Oh, that's probably and where th- I'm at. Dude. And I think my average pace was like 1222, something like that. My Strava yesterday was that test and I ran 739 pace for the four miles. Jeez. At the same heart rate. Isn't that crazy? Dude, it's I I wouldn't believe it if you told me. Yeah. You know, and I've seen it go down and down and down. And like I said, that was the one that was one thing that did save me in this race. Like, dude, my legs were fine. My feet, I got one blister. Like I I was fatigued. I definitely was sore for a couple of days, but like I wasn't wrecked. Yeah. You know? I was wrecked emotionally. Yeah. And um yeah, dude, I can't. And like I said, I'm, I I told you you're going to run a marathon by the end of the year. I'm going to get down to Florida. We're going to run a marathon by the end of the year. But I'm down. Need you to be healthy. Yeah, no, I need to get this knee figured out. <laughs> and it's not like sharp pain or anything. I don't think like there's a tear or something like that. I think it's just mechanics. Yeah, I think something's not. I think so. I have really bad duck feet. Yeah. I think that's, a, yeah, I think that's a big factor in it. Cause it's the inner part of my knee is where I feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've really been working on like mobility. I've been working on strengthening the inside of my leg. I've also noticed on these long runs, the first thing that goes is my hamstrings. Ooh. So I've really been trying to focus on strengthening those and like doing, you know, leg curls and yeah. stretching those out a little bit and doing all that to focus on like my glute strength. Um, because that is the first thing that starts like getting crampy or like, you know, starts to hurt on my longer runs. Have you been to like the local running shoe store and like had them watch you on a treadmill and see what you're like, look like might Mm. be something to do too. Yeah. Cause like they'll, a lot of the, like a good, a good local running shoe store is going to put you on a treadmill and put you in slow-mo and watch how your foot hits the ground and everything like that. And you know, that might be a, a good avenue to check out too, but definitely, um, the PT is good, but as, as someone too, that I've, I've worn seven different shoes this year, mm-hmm. you know, and luckily for me, I don't feel like I'm wasting money because I go through a pair of shoes in a month. Cause I, cause my volume was so high. So, but to think like I put on a pair of Brooks that I started running in and dude, it felt like I was wearing like cement blocks 
under my feet compared to like what I'm running in now. And, um, but that's just, that's just stuff that comes with time, man. It's like trying yeah. different, trying different investments. You know, yep. some people like QLD for some reason. Yeah. Yes. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Good talk. We're going to, um, uh, we're going to record every week. And even if I have to be like, Jay, I'm going to get on without you. All right. I don't know if I could talk to myself for an hour straight. I probably could. I think, I think we can do it. I mean, like my time right now is pretty, pretty open. Because we, because we didn't really even talk about you. Like you had a lot of dope shit going on too. You bought a house. Or you you bought a house. This is all like you bought a house, then you don't didn't take the house. Now you're still in the same place. You had pretty big business moves. Yeah. Your wife is back to work. Your kids are at school, so you're calling the bank a lot. Like th there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. The bank is getting called a lot. That's. I mean, I guess, I guess that's like one thing. Like uh, when you take four months off, I guess yeah. We it's hard to summarize that in an hour. And thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that story because. Um, oh, dude, I, you deserve it, man. As we know, like this is really for our kids to listen to one day. You know. Yeah. Fuck all the other listeners. <laughs> with that said guys thank you so much thank the, you so much for listening for the endless support <laughs> um the 45 uh discord patreon members that don't really say that much to us but we're waiting so say hi and um yeah that's all i got dude we'll see uh we'll we got more next week we do well right. uh i got a long weekend oh you know what i'm gonna know what i'm doing this weekend I'm going to Maine. Oh, God, dude. I'm so jealous. I'm going to get myself a root beer. Oh. And I'm going to chill. Dude, I'm so jealous. So we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, everyone have a fantastic, fantastic day. <laughs>